This is the Bill Kelly Show podcast. And uh, let's talk with the uh, the guy who actually uh, invited us down here. Uh, Todd Bender, of course, the founder and executive director of City Kids. How you doing? I can tell. I, it, it's the season. It's the season. Doesn't slow us down, though. I know. So we keep I, well, going. you never slow down. I've known you for about 15 years, and I've never seen you slow down. So why would you start now? Yeah, so, I guess that's true. This what a phenomenal location. Yeah, yeah. I know you guys have been here for a while, but uh, I remember years ago when we did a broadcast from the old place on on Gage Avenue. That's right. Yes. Uh, right by the Strathmore Mall there, right uh, right at the end of it, and uh, you guys were pretty tight. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of, you know, crammed in there. But I mean, it was, you, you were so efficient about it. But this program has grown so much, Todd, over the last number of years. You really needed the space, didn't yes, you? Yeah, yeah. We're no strangers to being resourceful. I mean, right from exactly. inception, we started with a school gymnasium, and then, you know, we had offices out of somebody's house for a little while. So it's never, it's never been an issue of being resourceful. But you're right. We've grown so much over the last little while. I think one of the key things that's happened with us is that. What started with school-age kids, you know, from 6 to 12, we expanded to a full range of programs. So we got kids as young as three years of age now, you know, preschoolers coming out all the way up to high school kids. And now City Kids is really a journey rather than just a program. So that demanded a, a bigger facility and one that functioned a little differently. How did you come up with this place? Yeah, it was it was a really great find, actually. When we... Um, as you remember, all it's we were, it's tailor-made for you. It really is. We, uh, I, I think the challenge for us is, is a couple things. Just the number of kids that we have in any of a given programs means that we need a lot of space. You know, we, we try to bring that Disney environment as well to mm-hmm. that imaginative environment. So we need a pretty big space that allows us to do a lot of things in it. I think when it comes to the, the place here on Burlington Street, we were, we were stuck. We had looked around the city for what, uh, what commuter needs. I was never a really big guy on wanting to get into a big building project or building a, a building. I really wanted to, to try to see if we could find a partner like the Port Authority here yeah. that could partner with us to allow us to do what we needed to do within the facility, but then they would take care of basically the the issues with the facility. And and so when we needed to expand our one program, uh, we came down here. In fact, Gift of Christmas was really the catalyst to us finding this place. We needed a place to do our Christmas programs, and they actually stepped up the first few years. They just gave a space they didn't charge us didn't do didn't ask for any money they basically said we've got some space come down and use it and I think it was that first uh, first opportunity that we got to know the Port Authority and, and the wonderful people down here and we began exploring what it would be like to uh, actually consolidate all of our programs under uh, under one roof uh, you're one of these guys that is you're a visionary and and I can just see you in my mind's eye coming into this building for the first time and I can just see you you know we could do that over here that's so true yes this it's it's one of those things where as soon as you walk in you know that's this is the place this is exactly what you needed well what we loved about it yeah when that's so true I mean it's a blank it's a warehouse space and what what it is is a blank slate it's a it's basically a blackboard to be able to go and draw and create what we want to create um, but what's neat about this place is is the logistical piece with City Kids has gotten very complicated because we bus all of our children in. Yeah. So it's not something where just parents drive to. We've got, you know, 24 bus routes and over 1,000 kids that would be attending on a Saturday. So uh, being down here off of Burlington Street allows us access through the main roads, whether Burlington Street and the link. We even go up to the mountain now. Um, and so logistics down here, too, allow us to get a lot of kids into a lot of different spaces. We even feed all the kids, too. So this space, logistically, is going to work out really well for us well and instead of you guys being over here and then a little bit over here and you know, like that look where <laughs> yes yeah. I, people always used to ask me when you guys were still at the playhouse you know where do the, where are the buses go and i said well go down to burlington street <laughs> don't look at the fluke transport you that's know, uh, right ron that's foxcroft right. is yeah. parking them for you, right? <laughs> yes, you know, well yeah. you, not physically himself but i mean you know so you had space there but 
Norwich, and yeah. then you were over on Sherman, and then you know, this this is centralized. This yeah. this has got to be a big help. Well, and I don't even think we know exactly all the ripple effect it's going to be. We're so used to working in multiple locations and and kind of being spread out. The opportunity now to have everything under one house, even even our feeding, we we feed all our so we have to feed kids between yeah. two locations with the same foods and keeping the food hot and warm and getting it delivered on time. All that becomes a lot more effective now. Now we can do better food um, and uh, increase the value, I think, for the kids all around, not just, uh, not just the food but the whole programming experience. Let's, let's talk a little bit about what you guys have done with this place over the last little while. It's, uh, as you say, it was kind of a fixer-upper. It's a beautiful building. It's got great bones, clearly, yes, yes. And, and lots of light here, which is great. You know, it's, it's, it's vibrant. But you start going into the back here, and and because when you and Susan were on the show a couple of weeks ago, you were kind of explaining to me exactly what you were planning on doing. You've started to implement an yes. awful lot of this stuff here. Uh, as as great as the playhouse was for you, uh, this is three times better, I guess, because yes, you've got yeah, the potential yeah. there for three-sized playhouses. Yeah. Hey, really, don't you? Yeah, well, we have about 30,000 square feet, and right now we have two studios, so we're going to have four studios actually all together, um, and eventually we'll be able to break off our 6- to 12-year-old program and have 6- to 9s and 10- to 12s. So with four studios, um, that will give us uh, the opportunity to really create programming specific to the needs of our kids. Already we've got two studios that are pretty much complete, our, our City Youth Studio, which caters to our 12- to 16-year-olds on both Wednesdays and Saturdays, and our Kinderkid Studio. Both are phenomenal uh, spaces for our kids. And, of course, just recently we had a uh, mezzanine put in. Let's uh, talk about that. I saw yeah, that a little while ago. I got down here early because I, I wanted to get the tour. Uh, and I saw the little kids area, the, the small kids area. That's fabulous. But this this lounge area and this this <laughs> partnership with the Walters Group. Yes. Talk to us about that. Oh yeah, it was amazing. We actually um, we knew we needed some more space for our our city youth program, and we wanted more space where kids could actually sit down with their small groups and their mentors and actually have good conversations. Um, but with all the space that we had, we were still running out a bit of a space for that program. So we started looking around. We said, what would it be like if we put a loft? And so you talk about, yeah, we come in here, we always have big ideas, sometimes very not a whole lot of clue of how to get those ideas done. <laughs> but we, we had this vision, so we drew up some schematics, we drew up uh, some pictures of it, and then it was simple as, as Walter and myself walking back there, and I just began to describe what we wanted to do, showed him some of the visuals, and uh, uh, Walter actually was back there from the Walters Group, and yeah. uh, he was as I was describing it, he wasn't saying anything. We were, he was just, you could just see the pictures in his mind going. Yeah. He was nodding his head, he had his tape measure, he was measuring some things, and then... Uh, and then he just shook his head. And the next thing I know, there were blueprints being drawn up. And uh, before we know it, we've had this uh, amazing mezzanine that uh, right now we're already using and the, and the youth are loving. Oh, no wonder. It's fabulous. I mean, and it, it's, it looks like it belongs. It, well, it does yes. belong in the building now, but it looks like it's always been there. It's just like, hey, what a great idea to have that in. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I was talking with Derek earlier, uh, Derek Severin, about this a few minutes ago, too. The, the creativity of, of, of the folks at the Walters Group, it, it's, uh, it's a can-do organization, yes, isn't yeah. it? And that's oh, just yeah, like you guys. So. Well, and, and to be able to come in with an idea and have no clue how to get it done, and then uh, without even having to worry about it, it went from an idea that was on a picture to uh, to full engineering, to full and to now this amazing uh, this amazing infrastructure piece that that kids and youth are now having these great conversations. It's a funny thing about a facility. I mean, it's it's really the backdrop to all the great relationships that are formed here. But you need a great facility to uh, to be able to create those environments, and and that's what our city youth uh, room now is all about. Well, I can see it. I mean, I was just a little jealous actually when I looked up there <laughs> and I saw the couches and the chairs up there and the loft. It's it's fabulous, and I can see. 
because the the kids that you work with here, and especially the older ones, uh, they they need a place to hang yeah. out. They need a place to congregate and to to, to shoot the breeze about things and, yeah. and to feel comfortable. Yeah, and I think and the youth were very much part of the design of that too. I mean, they uh, we they all provide their feedback. They all give their ideas. But I think that is the one neat thing about City Kids and all of our facility. Uh, it's a safe place, and I think where what kids need most is a safe place to come where they can have honest, open conversations, uh, and they can be vulnerable and feel safe within that. Well, this is what you guys do, uh, and I want to talk a little bit about the Christmas program too. Uh, I, I went back here, the, right behind me here. We're we're located kind of in the lobby here, right by uh, the front door here. But uh, when you go behind me to this room here, this is uh, this is this is Santa's workshop back yes, here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, I don't know how many toys you have there. Thousands. Thousands yes, of them. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be um, over 4,000 kids that uh, that we'll be serving throughout the Christmas season. So uh, the toy drive starts in November, goes all the way right to the end of our programs. And uh, right now we have, uh, we'll have uh, volunteers that come in. And the neat thing about our Gift of Christmas program is that every gift that we give out is, is hand-selected by the person that visits our kids in their homes. The kids actually get to fill out wish lists, just like Santa's yeah. workshop. Yeah. They give the wish list in of the things that they would like, and then we communicate that to the community. Um, and then the community supports us by going and donating toys and then our volunteers come in and they walk through the toy store and uh, with filled with the gifts that the community gives they'll pick out those gifts and then they'll get hand wrapped and they'll get the name of the child on it and then we take our big red buses uh, just days before Christmas and deliver them right to the kids homes and it's the most amazing experience uh, for both the kids and for us as well you mentioned volunteers, and we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the people that do the work here. Uh, the efficiency, I, I, and again, I'm not surprised because I've seen your operation before in the other locations, but the organization it must take to actually put this whole program together and to implement this is, is phenomenal. Yeah, we couldn't do it without volunteers, and we're very, very fortunate. I think, you know, my experience in Hamilton has always been been that, that uh, when it comes to needing help and support from the community, whether it's through financial support or volunteering, uh, the community has always stepped up. Um, and so we're so fortunate. A gift of Christmas takes a lot of volunteers to make happen. In fact, we probably have, uh, I, I believe it's about 15 volunteers to every staff member that's represented at City Kids. Uh, we are, we couldn't do City Kids, not just Gift of Christmas, but we couldn't do any of our programs without our volunteers. It's one of the reasons why we're able to keep our costs down so low as well, too. Our administrative costs, mm -hmm. uh, our overhead, um, that's that's a lot to do with us because uh, a large part of it's our volunteering. Well, and, and, you know, I can remember talking with you and Susan a few years ago because there were some rough times and, you know, some, the economy, you know, kind of tanked for a while there. And City Kids and a lot of other organizations suffered as a result of this. And you don't want to turn anybody away. And, and this is the, the magic of the, the, the program like this is that the volunteers step up and say, look, it will do that. I want to be part of this. And uh, it's it's actually, it's it's like being on a winning football team. Everybody <laughs> wants to play on the winner. And they look yeah. at City Kids and say, that's that's a winning team. I want to do what I can. Yeah. You know, and I think the other thing that's so exciting about being, you know, being here and doing this for over 23 years now is that kids who were coming out years ago, in fact, uh, it was just the other day we had... Uh, uh, some some volunteers and some people who were donating some toys and uh, I was in my office working away and they were getting a tour of the facility and um, the volunteer who was touring them stopped at my office and said Todd uh, this is so-and-so and, -so, and uh, he's giving back now he used to be a city kids kid he used to come out to city kids and so I think one of the things that's so neat now is to see that uh, the city kids experience it really is a community experience um, while there's volunteers from all walks of life a large portion of our volunteer base now are kids and, and family members 
members who've come through the City Kids program. It's the second generation. It really is. I think that's, Isn't that phenomenal? That's what we want to see, right? It's not about, we've never had this mentality about us coming in with all the answers to try to solve the community's problems. We believe to say, we care, we love our community, and, uh, and we believe together uh, we can help solve some of the problems. And I think, uh, I think that's what we've begun to see. One of the things that is, is I think, so key to the success that City Kids has had, though, is, is those partnerships that you've developed Thanks. here in this community. And, and I agree. I mean, you know, this, I'm so proud to be a Hamiltonian and, and, and proud to see the way that this, this community as a whole uh, gets behind initiatives like this and, and tries to help in whatever way they can. And, and it might be volunteering some time. It might be uh, granting some space like the Port Authority did mm -hmm. initially, uh, and the, a number of different corporate people. Uh, and it, uh, as I mentioned to Derek a few minutes ago, it didn't surprise me at all that the Walters Group and City Kids <laughs> would, would come together at some point because that's the kind of organization they are too. Talk to me about that relationship because, again, that started off with kind of baby steps and has grown into yes, something kind yeah. of special. Yeah, and I think... Um, I think it's like a lot of it starts the way a lot of things start at City Kids is that we we often say you got to see it to believe it. We our partnerships we've always said to ourselves we don't we don't ever want to have just transactions. It's for us it's not about having donors or volunteers come in just to have a transaction where where they'll either give a gift of their time or their money and then that's it. We want them to believe in what they're investing in, and so we do tours all the time. And I think that was kind of how it started with the Walters Group is that we wanted to see. I, I think we believe so strongly in what we do that we want people to see it firsthand. And if mm -hmm. they truly see it and, and, and believe in it, uh, we truly believe they're going to invest in it as well too. And I think, as you've said, we've got so many great partners um, who already have those core values. It's simply them seeing what the need was, um, having an opportunity for them to respond to that, and then kind of getting out of the way and allowing them to do what they do best. And that's really how it's been with the Walters Group. Fabulous people, and and uh, it's, it's great work that they do here. But I mean, as you know, starting off with the the, the barbecue, the summer barbecue program, yes, that's right, and now getting involved in this and uh, and the Tooney program. Which, that's right. Yes. And, and and again, you know, to take it to that next step, you know, in other words, they do the the, the, the obviously the fundraising there, but then the, the management, you know, they match the money. That's right. I mean, yeah, th yeah. that that's dedication. I mean, yeah. that's what these guys are all about. And it flows through their whole culture. I mean, that's their whole corporate yeah. culture as well, too. And that's that is the wonderful thing we have to have a gem like that in. Our, our community. I mean, the Walters Group, they do work internationally. I mean, they've done work on some amazing, in fact, it was even, was after we got to know them that I realized all the major work that they had done. And so there's this sense of just gratitude to know that these, uh, this company that really could be looking elsewhere outside of their community and could support many different organizations, and they do, um, really remembered their local their local community. And that means a lot to us. But there's another element to what these guys do at the Walters Group, though, which I, I was impressed with the first time I talked to them, is that uh, you've always said that one of the main drives of City Kids is to offer hope. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what they do, too. I that's mean, because right. they, they will train people. You know, they'll say, come in. this is a company that's, that's, as we said, is expanding right now because of the, the great international yes. work that they're doing now. And, and they'll train you. I mean, I, you know, we, we did a show from up there a couple of years ago now. Uh, the first time, I think, we went up there to, uh, to their uh, location on Rymel Road. They were having a job fair. Like, if you want work, come on up here. Yes, you yeah. know, you don't need to be trained in this you know, if you want a job. And they hired a whole bunch of people like yeah. that. And that's an extension of what City Kids is doing. I mean, they're going to go through this program. Uh, they're going to continue with their education because I know you always push that. Mm -hmm. You know, that education is the key. 
But then there's, hey, you know what? There's a there's a possibility of employment at the end of the rainbow that's as right. you get older too. So that's it's part of that continuum and, and offering those kids hope all the way through their lives. And having corporate partners that understand the unique needs of our our kids um, and providing that opportunity because you, in some cases you have to have patience. You know, some of our kids, you know, you know, the first in several generations to graduate and to even post secondary education is a new thing for them to have employers that understand are willing to invest in them uh, as well too whether it's the trades or or something else it, it takes a special understanding and a special corporate partner to be able to uh, to get that and to really care it, it is beyond just the vocation right there is a sense mm -hmm. of hope there there is a sense of of responsibility to say what can we do to help build into this next generation well they shared values with uh, with city kids and with the walters group because as, as you've talked about before uh, this is not just, hey, let's get together on Saturdays and we'll have a good time. Uh, you invest in these kids and, and for, the, for the whole thing. I mean, this is for the long haul. This is not a short time. Come with us for a few months. You know, you want to see these, these, these kids grow uh, emotionally, physically as, as time goes on. Uh, and they're going to fall back from time to time. Mm -hmm. You don't give up on them. You know, you're always there. And that's, that's, right. that's that message of hope. Yeah, you're right. Long term is really, really what we look at at City Kids. And I think you don't realize that when you first start out, but I think certainly after the first five to six years, we recognize that the change that we want to see in the lives of our kids and families is going to take time. Um, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And, and so our kids, you know, we've always believed this, that our kids already have what it takes to achieve success. We believe they're born with, you know, with the built-in, that there's a plan and that they can achieve greatness. But I think what they need most of all is that somebody in their community to believe in them. And if we can walk with them long enough, and that's what we do well at City Kids, you know, we start when they're in preschool and we walk alongside them with them. And as you said, they don't always get it right. I mean, who does, right? We, we all make mistakes. We all we stumble. All, <laughs> we all stumble. But to have somebody there in your life that when you do something, somebody that doesn't have to, it's not required to, right? Because that's, that's different when you're a parent or uh, or somebody that's required to, even my own kids. I mean, when somebody outside of my family validates their existence, says they're doing a good job, that carries so much more weight than when their dad does it because their dad's supposed to say, of course their dad's going to yeah, say that. Yeah, my dad, of course you're going to say that. You're, yeah. you're my teacher, of course right, you're going right. to say that. Right, right. So, so I think when you're able to walk with kids and just be there to pick them up, be there to brush them off and say, you can do this, you can make it, um, that's that's really what it takes, but it is a long-term uh, relationship, and I think you've got to in this line of work, you got to be, you got to be willing to be in it for the long term. And I think it's not so much. I, I don't often think about the big outcomes. I think about the individual. I think that's the great joy that allows us to be here for as long as we have. Is that every child we come across, we love deeply, we love their families, and we want to do everything we can to uh, you know to help. Well, you do. And uh, as you mentioned right at the beginning, Todd, it doesn't happen without the support of the community corporately and individually. And I can see the way this place is filling up, that the, the volunteers are here to try yes, to help out, yes. too. Thanks for having us down here. It's great to see this operation. Oh, thank you so much. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.